Joining me now. Huh, that's the, how you're starting that's, this? That's, yeah. I have no intro. I have no name. Hi, everybody. The host of the DVD I'm Morning Katie. Show, Randy Bauman. We're not switching roles. That's not how this is going to go. No, I know. Well, I'm just, I can't help but to, like try to coach you a little bit on that just because I want you to identify yourself. This is episode one, right? Also, you're not I'll, recording this first and then dropping me like five eps in, right? No, this is episode one. All right, I feel honored. This isn't about me, Randy. It it's about is. The music. It's but you are the conduit to that local music, so be proud of that. Yeah, but so are you. Uh, well, only because uh, this podcast exists, and thank you for doing it. We need more people paying attention to local music. Well, so okay, I wanted to bring you on first because you're the host of the morning show, and you are very involved in local music. You got well. First of all, you guys have coffee houses once a week. Yeah, that's like a twenty-some year old tradition. I was going to ask when that started. Yeah, yeah, I think that. The Sunday night show that they did, um, uh, or started rather, with, I want to say, Jimmy and Steve era, mm -hmm. is like 30 plus years old. They've been doing that on DVE. So uh, it's unique that like a big radio station has that much of a local presence on their playlist, but it's sort of always been a staple of DVE, mm -hmm. even as we became more of the corporate culture and part of the behemoth that is now iHeartRadio, which mm -hmm. is a very pretty way to say clear channel. Yeah. And uh, the fact that we have such autonomy here in Pittsburgh that we're able to sort of uh, completely forego any other corporate template that would have been instituted through the Clear Channel tight reins, which is like the legendary tight playlist of, of Clear Channel. Yes. We usurp all of that and throw local music into the mix and have shown it to be successful, which mm -hmm. is like a great, uh, a great thing, I think, for, for other markets to look at. But I also think it marks how special Pittsburgh is and how unique it is, because I don't know if that would work in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's five local bands in rotation right now, which is a lot. That is a lot. Well, so that's the whole premise of this podcast. There's a lot of resources locally to find local music, but mm -hmm. I've, I've seen, I have so many friends that don't work in this industry that don't know a single one. They can't name a single local band. And that I, I don't, I, I had this revelation. I brought a bunch of friends with me to a Paul Luke show. Mm -hmm. You were on keys actually. Okay. Um, it was in the like early, early winter. The, his CD release? Yes. Yeah. For Bad Seed. Yes. Great and album. they went home and downloaded the whole thing. Yeah. And I would love to be able to, I don't know, spur more of that. Yeah, you got to so be a Pied Piper. You have to take yeah. people to the product sometimes. Yes, I have to say, hey, I'll pay for your cover. Maybe you, you come come with me to Mr. Small's on a Saturday at 6. And Yeah. Well, but I, I would like to see more of that. And I feel like Pittsburgh is a smaller city. And I, I don't know what other markets are like, so I'm glad you brought up other markets. I don't know what the scene is like. I know it's like in Cleveland a little bit because I went to school there, mm -hmm. but there's there's more here than I think yeah. people give it credit for. Well, here's the thing is that, you know, there's been a talk of uh, lately where people, they brought in the, the consultant from Austin. I think all of that was sort of misunderstood that w the origin of that was really about the downtown partnership, about like, how do we make downtown more vibrant with music? And it turned into a referendum on the local music scene. But there was an idea... Um, which is which is good, you know. It's good to sort of get that stuff out mm -hmm. and have everybody share their ideas. But the idea that we are moving toward becoming a Nashville, or that that's something that could happen, I think that that is, um, I. I, I don't think that's a productive way to look at it. I'm not saying that it couldn't become that big one day, mm -hmm. but to try and emulate another town where 
the industry is so present, I think is sort of a fool's errand because the reason Nashville is big, uh, a big music town, the reason New Orleans is a big music town. I mean, rock and roll started there. I mean, not only was jazz born in Congo Square, uh, you know, you think of some of those early rock and roll records from the 50s, they were actually recorded, produced. They came out of New Orleans. That sound was created there. So the, you had the, the, the benefit of jazz having started there and then the next tiered industry starting there. Mm-hmm. So that's a music town because of the industry. Nashville's a music town uh, in large part because of the industry. Now, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Right. But um, it doesn't matter. There's no industry here in Pittsburgh um, currently. Not like huge, but there are steps towards the production element of the industry being served here. Uh, there's some great studios. Yes. Uh, and that didn't used to exist. There used to be like two. And now there's several great um, uh, production facilities with people who really know what they're doing. Yes. And I think that that's as much of an indicator of where we're headed musically as anything. But the idea that we're all of a sudden going to be a town where every night of the week there's packed bars with uh, people checking out live music. Yeah. I don't know that that's right around the corner. I'm not saying that we shouldn't aspire to that. Sure. But it's it's part and parcel of those towns being industry towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a matter of demographics. Sure. Like how many people live here under the age of 30? Uh, you know, as big as Pittsburgh is, that's still a relatively small demographic. Yes, relatively yeah. so. So those are the people who are going to go out several times a week. And in order to be a working musician where you get paid all the time, you need to have venues that will host you and you can go and play and people will pay to see you. Now, that's currently a common pool of people. So how many nights a week? I love music. How many nights a week would I go out and see music? If I could, several. Mm-hmm. But I'm on the extreme end of the, of the spectrum. Most people are going to go two or three times. Yeah. Now you have to tap into that same small pool for all of these different musicians. So it's a little tough right now to, to say like, oh, we're, we're one step away from being Nashville or oh, Austin. No. Yeah. I like the idea that we're Pittsburgh. I like that the local music scene has sort of organically grown to the extent that it has, where I have been out of it for a couple of months in terms of going out to see local bands because mm-hmm. I've been traveling and, yeah. uh, and other stuff. So I haven't been out seeing local music. And I know several bands have popped up that I'm super excited to go see, which I haven't even seen yet. So I'm okay with where we are as in terms of like how big of a music scene it is. Uh, the 369 band thing that goes on at Deutschland Music Festival. Which is this weekend. Yeah, I don't, I, that's also, that's, I mean, that's just, you know, that's like the Joey Chestnut of music. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, we're gobbling hot dogs and not tasting them possibly. True, true. But it, it, it does let you know that. There's a lot here. Yeah. A lot. And there's yeah. not just the, uh, the rock and the alternative and the indie. I mean, there's there's a rap scene in Pittsburgh. There is it's very underground, but there is an electronic scene in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I would love to be able to to tap into it and to talk to people that it'll be harder with the more um niche genres for sure, because mm-hmm. there aren't many. But a lot of um I like house and the house shows that I've been to, they'll call on local people. Um it's common in each market just to open up right. the night. And there's there are people, kids, like college students that are yeah. very good. Well, because now you good. can, uh, yeah, I mean, you can have a laptop and, uh, you know, you can have like a small rig easily attainable. Like you don't, you know, the electronic world is like a completely foreign it's one very, to me. It's very different. Um, but it does allow for people to get started and, and grow, I think, a lot quicker. But the idea that 
anybody can do that, I think, is also a complete misconception. Because if you don't have like basic rudimentary music knowledge, you can't even get started. And the people who are good have fantastic musical minds. You have to. It's it is a misconception. Thank you. It you really have to understand music. Um, I don't know if you would necessarily have to read it, but if you're going to incorporate like the more progressive sounds in house music, incorporate a lot of live instruments into mm-hmm. their stuff and a lot of them are doing that on their own and they're recording it and then they're yeah you know a lot of people do like loops and do self-looping yes. stuff you know but there's, it's it's a lot harder than it looks for sure but you're you make a valid point about the other genres uh that are possibly underserved or under recognized yeah. in town the metal scene here is awesome yes there really are wanna, several kick-ass metal bands i really want to see what that's about because yeah. i know nothing nothing about metal and i want to be honest about even though I work in this building and we have so many, we are probably the the luckiest building in town in terms of resources. I mean, we have We're the luckiest co- building in town. We have co- well, in this respect, we have Coffee House on DVE, Local Listen on the X. Yeah. We have the Homegrown Show. There's a lot, but I feel like even because even though I work here and I'm around it all the time, I don't know as much as I want to or as much as I think mm. I should. And I want to be honest about how much I don't know. So it's a learning process. Hopefully for somebody else, right. but for me too. Yeah, but there, there, I don't think there's more than three or four people who know everything about what's going on right now. I mean, well, right. like, like um, a lot of times uh, people will be critical that we're not being inclusive enough of bands. And I have to tell you, like, we literally take submissions from bands and there's no like, oh, we only call people we know. Yeah. I mean, we know like there is it, it is a meritocracy to a certain extent. Like you have to be have a capable level of performing in order for a radio station to recognize you. But there's plenty of scenes that are, uh, that are happening, particularly like places like the, was it the shop in uh, Greenfield? Like the places with the all age venues where these bands are really getting formed, uh, like kids who are young, like the guys in uh, the Knox boys, uh, I know have done a lot with the, um, uh, God, what's the record store over on the North side? Get Hip Records, right, and they have that awesome stage there now, and um, they're developing all kinds of bands I have, I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, your quest to find out more about, the, you know, what's happening musically in this town is probably never-ending, which is good. Yeah, it is. That's that's my next thing, is when do I cut right, When do this? I cut it off? Yeah. When you go Not to bands and all, everything just sounds crappy Maybe to when you. I move. Maybe that's <laughs> when I'll cap it off. So you brought up Deutschtown, which is... This the weekend. Yeah. Over 200? or is it 369 bands over 369. two days. Okay. Yeah. So, you, well, actually, so you're, I feel like I always see you on, you're involved with a lot of bands, not a lot, but with some bands that are at Deutschland. I know you've recorded with some. I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen you on stage or in credits for people's records pretty frequently. Right. No, I've been lucky. I, you know, I stopped, before I be came a part of the DB morning show. I was uh, doing a radio show up in Erie, just kind of pay the bills. And I always thought like, Oh, I'm going to be a musician. I don't care about this radio thing. But then like, you know, I got this unbelievable opportunity and I had to take it. So I stopped playing. Cause mm-hmm. I kind of felt like, I'm like, well, it's like Eddie Murphy party all the time. You're like, you, you know, you got to pick one. What'd you play? Uh, keys. keys okay. Yeah. Anything I else? always played keys. I always okay. played Hammond organ and piano cool. and uh, a Rhodes. And so, uh, I just kind of gave it up. And then because I'd played with Rusted Root back in the day, Jen Wartz had asked me to sit in with her side project. And I kind of dabbled a little bit in the early 2000s when I first got here. And, and I would do a few gigs here and there, but mostly I would just do pickup stuff. And I didn't really try really hard to get it going. But about six or seven years ago, I really wanted to get 
involved again and it kind of didn't care about like any um uh i don't know any onus that sort of hung over the fact that like well you can't be on the radio and in a band now there's like 10 people on the radio and in a band which is great um but when i started doing the rambles it was for the sole purpose of what you are doing with this podcast is is illuminating how great the scene had become unbeknownst, I think, at the time to a big part of the city. Um, there was a selfish, selfish aspect because I wanted to play again and I wanted to have something where I got to play stuff I liked. Mm-hmm. So Rob James and I, Rob from the Clarks, yeah. uh, we'd been talking about doing something like Levon Helms Rambles for years. And I originally I was like, oh, let's just do that. And we'll get a small house band and then we'll rotate three or four people and we'll make it like, a, you know, every two months we'll do one of these gigs. And it was going to be a small thing. But after the first couple, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then it became this showcase and it became something that nobody wanted to skip out on. So if, you know, someone was taking part in it the first uh, month, they didn't want to not do the next one. And, then, and they would offer up like, hey, I'll, I'll do a tune, you know, if you, if you got room. And so it became less about revolving a bunch of people mm-hmm. and more like Mad Dogs and Englishmen, where we're using the same group of 30 people and then maybe putting one or two new people or new faces in there every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so through doing that, like I got to meet a lot of people um, that I wouldn't have otherwise and got to work with them. And so every once in a while I get asked to sit in on their stuff. And, you know, that's a real honor. And and uh, it, it definitely is something that I was hoping I would be able to achieve here. But um I never thought there'd be as much going on as there is. There's so much great original music being composed right now. I mean, have you heard Chet Vincent's album, his solo record, not the Big Ben? No. So, like, it's beautiful. It's this great solo project, and there are all these great players in the community that he was able to tap to create this really, like, pretty sounding album and then you listen to a band like side eye and it's a trio that carrie butler uh has which is like this kick-ass garage rock sounding thing so like sonically the spectrum of original music right now is so wide uh it's i feel like it's a great time to be a music fan it's hard for people in the suburbs to get out and see a lot of stuff i know i know and a lot of the stuff is downtown or in the east end or south side and so when they have kids and stuff like that, especially like when they get older, uh, it makes it really a challenge for them. But if you like put together something like the Rambles, it enabled those people to like, you know, have a uh, basically like a, a smorgasbord of like, here's what's happening. And they can yeah. at least see some talent mm-hmm. and then hopefully dive into it further. So that was sort of the goal be- behind that stuff. Okay. Uh, but behind why, uh, you know, those gigs were sort of arranged the way they were and hopefully the end result has been that there's been a little bit more of a spotlight put on what's happening locally you mentioned paul luke yes Uh, i mean andre costello's cd release both incredible i mean i listen to paul luke on a regular basis oh yeah paul's a special artist but i wouldn't just categorize him as a pittsburgh guy i mean he's from pittsburgh oh no you know he plays all over the country now and he's a rolling stone yeah he i mean his album he got the guys from sturgill simpson's first album basically yeah to track his record because they respected what he did. And I think that's a big part of what people need to understand here. Local musicians who have aspirations outside of, you know, just getting big in Pittsburgh is it takes tons of hard work and making connections and stuff that doesn't necessarily pay off right away. It takes forever to capitalize on 
trusted uh, relationships, relationships yeah. uh, that you develop in the industry. And you got to keep at it, man. It's like anything else. I think that a lot of times um, it's easy to think, well, my product is so good, they'll find me. But that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where, uh, how I ended up there. but That's okay. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good landing point, though. <laughs> well, I know you... So you were on Zoob's most recent record, right? Uh, yeah, the, his first one, two years ago, three years ago. Oh, it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so Recluse is going to be at Georgetown. I know that. Yes. Yeah. I'm bringing him on, apparently. How about you? Just found that out. Right. I didn't ask to be brought on. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I was asked. I didn't ask for right. it. And I just kind of said yes, because my instinct is to say yes before I... <laughs> Right. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm too busy. Again, and I'm, I'm trying really to coach you away from I, that. Yeah, Your first instinct should be like, I'll see. And then you can decide. By <laughs> right. saying yes right away, you're really painting yourself in the yes corner. Right. But, you know, corresponding with people back and forth so much, and I'm asking people to come on, and I feel like they're doing me a favor. And then when they ask a favor in return, I don't want to say no. Right. So, okay. you know. But uh, I think it's cool that you're a part of it because it just, you know, this is what you want to do. You want to be por- more a part of what's happening locally. Well, what better way to do it than by jumping in the... Christmas in July. There you go. Yeah. I would like to be, be able to, if anybody remembers, which is a stretch, be like, oh yeah, I've seen her before. So when you came back to Pittsburgh from college, yeah. how many years have you been working at iHeart? It's my second year. All right. Uh, how soon did you realize, oh wow, there's a really cool music scene here? Or did you know that before you went to college? I can honestly say that I had no idea before yeah. I went to college. I mean, I was a minor, Um I really didn't get in. I didn't go to um, see shows when right. I was in high school. That wasn't really live music what I wasn't did. your thing. It was music was always a thing for me. I've I've been playing piano since I was seven. Like I've always it's really always, yeah. It's always it's always been a part of musical theater. I went all my summers. I was a I was a theater kid. No kidding. Yeah. What I was, was your C- big, I was in the what, CLO. What was your little. best performance? Oh, I mean, I. I never auditioned for the big stuff because I the, the limelights freak me out. Like I don't want to be the center of attention. You're in the wrong business, but continue. Well, see, no one can see me when I talk on air, so it's kind of best of both worlds. I get to perform, but no one can see me. Understood. So it's actually this worked out. But um, I would do like private lessons, and I would take like group classes, mm-hmm. and then I got to high school, and I couldn't do that and sports. So <laughs> right. I was like, well, I guess I'll pick this one. And I always wanted what was to get the sport? in rowing of all things you did crew yeah do you do it locally i i did and then i can't afford it because i work here right so. it is a lot of hours it is a lot of hours yeah. it's early a lot mornings. of drinking too it is yeah we yeah we celebrate a lot mm-hmm. more than we should because after every practice usually you don't do that well it's not a very <laughs> easy sport no. um but yeah if you don't crab you're fine i right if i um I, I always wanted to get into music production. Like in high school, I would fantasize about it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anyone in the industry. I didn't know anything about the local scene. So I just kind of like put it away. And I went to school for writing. And then I wanted to do entertainment writing. I worked for a film studio in college. Uh, tried so hard to find a full-time job writing for a film or some sort of creative writing job. And part-time work here was the closest thing that I found right away. So that's what I did. And now, uh, yes, the creative bastion that is the third, fourth, and fifth floor of the Hoogivens building yes. in Green Tree. So, not writing, not using my degree. No. But I am in music, which is. But look how proactive you're being. True. This is how, this is how you make that kind of stuff happen. And I do care about it. I mean, I, 
I, it's music's always been a part of my life. I mean, it's such a cliche thing to say, but it right. is true. And I do understand it. I can read it. So who are you excited to see at Deutschland this weekend? Oh man. Um, so I have a lot of friends that are playing, so I, I don't know if that's kind of like a shameless plug for no. my friends. You're supposed to plug your friends. I mean, Rave of me. Really, oh, yeah. Really tight with the drummer. Weren't they called Honey before? They were. Mm-hmm. Formerly Honey. Um, I like the Zells. Uh, I saw them at Howler's about a week ago. Have you them. seen Bot Zupel yet? No, but I... They're yeah. badass. Yeah. I yeah. know they have a show coming up at Spirit that I really want to go to. Make sure you see Rat Tits okay. uh, at midnight. I think Interesting. they're at YMR. Is that Friday? Yeah, yeah, that's a tradition. I always like seeing Recluse. They're the best. They're, they're great. Good. Will Starship Mantis be there? I feel like Starship Mantis is be there. there. I think they're at the Skyline stage. Okay. Uh, which is the one across from the Elks. They're a time. They they're are, badass, they're man. They're so good. Those guys are so talented. Um, I told a local promoter about them and just said, like, you should sign them to a management contract right now and just shop them out to festivals around the country because they're a perfect festival act. Yes. You can't stop looking at them. They they have like kind of like a shock factor to them just aesthetically. Like there's so yeah. much going on, but it's they're so good. Yeah. It's got that Zappa statistical density to it. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but it's all super tight and, and really cool. Yeah, if they're a badass. If band. you don't know them, they take the stage, you're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. About to be a part of and then you can't exactly you can't look away yeah. you can't walk away they're, they're so great. good and I'm trying to think who else is on that stage well Molly Alphabet is uh, playing there Molly's okay. band is you know with Amazing. Reed playing pedal steel yeah they're just incredible I mean I feel like you really can't name a band from Pittsburgh that won't be there no most will be but um, 369 bands is a little daunting is that like, the most I, ever had yeah by okay. far if it were up to me i would be like here's 60 bands yeah. over two or three days and that's a ton because i i worry that some bands are being sort of disserviced by the overwhelmingness of it all yeah. because i talk to some people who think that they're like it's like oh that's just that's just too much it's too much is going on um but i hope i hope most people won't think that and they'll go and have a great time um you won't be able to like turn around without seeing another band true and each band gets 45 minutes set. So, I mean, healthy amount of time. A oh, it'll lot, be great. A lot going on at once. But you've had Deutschtown bands on all week, Coffee House, correct? Yep. Who, who did you have on yesterday? Because they were incredible. Uh, that was the... A late hit? Late hit, which was basically the house band for the open mic, which is at the Squirrel Hill Sports Bar on Sunday nights. Okay. And it's they Matt. are just... It's like Max Somerville from Recluse and uh, a yeah, few badasses backing him, yeah. up a couple incredible singers. Yeah. Yes. Good to know. Yeah. I'll look into them. They're also playing in the park. Okay. On the stage you're hosting, I believe. Oh, yeah, for five minutes. <laughs> okay. I'll keep an eye out. Well, thank you for coming on. Hey, sure. I appreciate it. What are you going to call the podcast? <sighs> what do you think I should call it? I don't know. I mean, you should use something that in, like uh, intersperses your, uh, your love of Pittsburgh original music and uh, possibly... Uh, you know, going with your name is a little cliche. It is. Yeah. And I know you want to be anything but cliche, but I will remind you in showbiz, cliches can be good. They exist for a reason. I suppose. 
Yeah, okay. I'll sleep on it. I've been sleeping on it for about three weeks, and it's been fruitless, so we'll see if... You don't want to call it, like, the KDO podcast. You could oh, do all, you could do something very generic like that, and then it's all about getting a really good graphic designer to come up with something that you can slap as a graphic we on... Ha- we have a couple, well, yeah. there you go. Well, see, I think the, the simpler the better. I don't want to make it too complicated and make you think about it too much, because people aren't going to know what it is if I make it too, like, cryptic and... Yeah, because if you just go Katie, if you do a playoff KDO, like KDOAR or something like that, like KD, um, OMG, like you don't, <laughs> that would be terrible. I don't know. Knock, okay. Why don't That's you just do, option. use Pittsburgh, just do four, four one tunes. Four one tunes. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I let it, it marinate for or two with you and yes. Yeah, I could see the bumper stickers and the merch. Dude, and, moms oh. would love it. They would. You'd have so many moms listening to this podcast. Is that the demo that I, I don't know? Okay, no, I you don't know, know. What? I'm not gonna. I'm just saying it's an adorable name. Yours free for a limited time. Do you want copyright on that? I don't. Okay. All I want is for you to succeed, and I know you have a great lineup of local um, uh, uh, musicians and promoters, and I look forward to seeing how this evolves into uh, an even more. Uh, uh, expansive show thanks man you've always been supportive so i appreciate it sure thing episode one of the scene unheard podcast thank you for listening thank you again to randy bowen for coming on helping out with episode one uh this was before i had thought of a name for the podcast obviously so randy i respect your ideas but yeah had to go in a new direction episode two with Hugh twyman one of three curators for the deutschtown music festival that's next